0: Okay, so we're recording. Uh, this is the Auto Off Topic podcast, where we talk about cars and anything related to cars. I'm Andrew, and my co-host is Brad.
1: Sitting here to the right.
0: We're in the Auto Off Topic bunker here. Uh, this is our very first episode, so I guess we're going to do some introductions. Uh, we're based in New England, and we think we have some unique opinions, because we have to deal with rust belt cars all the time.
1: Awful, terrible, rusty junk
0: always rusty it's it's awful because we like old cars but they're almost always rusty and destroyed and we have probably shortened our lifespans by using so much pb blaster
1: on all these cars and we continue to buy them just keep buying old rusty junk uh let's see bear with our ums and ahs this is the first episode we know we're going to be terrible so if you can get through the first episode we promise episode two will be better
0: I hope so. Um, I promise. Well, we've, yes. known each, we've known each other for a long time—almost uh, thirty years, right?
1: If not more. Yeah, it's pretty close to that. I think we grew up twenty feet away from one another.
0: Yep. It's kind of a weird thing, but ended up both our dads were into cars, and then so we were into cars. So been in cars for a long time.
1: It's pretty much all we do.
0: Yeah, everything car-related.
1: Hence why we're here. Yep. We've been listening to. Uh, a few different automotive podcasts that we'll keep unnamed until they, you know, decide that we're good enough to mention their names on our airwaves.
0: Uh, oh, we're also, we are Mitsubishi apologists. So there's, you know, kind of probably the popular thing is to make fun of Mitsubishi. Well, we're the people that love Mitsubishi. So, you know, there's not enough podcasts that the people love, love, love Mitsubishi on. In fact,
1: most of them despise Mitsubishi products, except for the Evo. Yeah,
0: but we all we buy all sorts of old Mitsubishis. How, how many do we
1: have? That's not an important question right now. Probably between the two of us. Um, I would say north of 10.
0: Yeah. If you I've... count
1: the Dodge-branded Mitsubishis, which is a history of Mitsubishi we can get into in the future. But there are a lot of Dodges that are badged as Mitsubishis, and I think I have... Almost one of each.
0: That's Mopar or no car for you.
1: It's not true at all. <laughs> it's Dodge Mop. It's Dodge. It's Mitsu Mopar or no car for me. Um, let's see. How about project cars? Where do I start?
0: I don't know what. Which one? You, well, what are you working on right now? The, Currently? Yeah,
1: I blew a head gasket on a <clears throat> Dodge Mitsubishi because that's basically all I drive, um, and I bought it from a junkyard. Which is where most people put their old Mitsubishis. And I've saved a couple of them from junkyards. Um, this one in particular that I'm working on is a in 1988 Dodge Raider. Uh, also known as a Mitsubishi Montero. With the very, very popular, as in they put it in everything, um, 2.6 liter four cylinder. And I overheated it. Because I'm a dummy. And I blew the head gasket. So that is the current project. And if by project, I mean, I just really started it today. But it was overheated, and that's how it ended up in the junkyard probably. Correct. We think, because the... It was overheated. Yeah. Somebody repaired it improperly, and they put, on top of repairing it improperly, they also put a really cheap aftermarket plastic tank radiator in it, and it did not like driving from Hiram, Maine to Beverly, Mass one day and exploded. So, obviously, the tanks and the radiator held less than the 13 pounds the radiator cap held, and well, we had an issue. So, And then I stubbornly drove it home, and that's how I overheated it. That's probably what killed it, was driving it home.
0: Yeah. But it, I mean, it kept throwing, like, rocker arms.
1: That was previous. That was, that was weird. weird. The, the poor repair and oddly set timing by the previous owner.
0: Although... It didn't stop us from driving it for like 12 hours straight one
1: time. We did. As (laughs) as well as being Mitsubishi apologists, which makes us obviously a little bit masochistic, we did a 12-hour through the Vermont woods on Valentine's Day weekend, much to the chagrin of the ladies in our lives, um, time, speed, distance rally. And we did it in my 1988 Dodge Raider with a half-broken cylinder head and... Half the interior out of it, not much insulation. And
0: it was the coldest day of the year. It was the coldest
1: day of the year. It was like it, negative 20. It was
0: negative yeah, 20 to 14, something like that. Fahrenheit. It was, yeah. yeah it was really, really cold. And we were like, no, it's a totally good idea to drive this truck It is. 12 hours. that It's questionable reliability. Let's not
1: worry about getting stuck in the middle of a. Thankfully, we brought an ice scraper. Yes. Because we had to scrape the inside of the windows yes. during most of the yeah. evening.
0: It was like riding a chairlift. Basically, just it was just a constant cold. I mean, I was wearing like snow pants, thermals, full jacket, gloves,
1: hat. Because as you'll learn, if you listen to us in the future, Andrew is the smart one. I was probably, I know I was wearing jeans and sneakers because I don't own snow pants, and <laughs> skis pants. Because that's that's Andrew's thing. If it's cold, I don't go.
0: All I remember was towards the end of it, you had to add oil to it and it poured out of
1: the bottle like molasses. It was. It looked yummy, actually. Yeah,
0: it was like just really thick. I've never seen oil that thick actually pour out of a bottle.
1: Yeah, it was because it was in the back of the truck where there was no heat and no insulation. And, well, there's probably four by four inch rust holes over the rear wheels. So not only is there no insulation, there's actually no sheet metal there because New England truck. Hmm. Salt. Awful.
0: So, uh, what do I have for cars? Uh, I've currently got a, I have a 1991 Gallant VR4, uh, that is number, it's badged with number 801 of 2000. It's a white car with no sunroof. So that's kind of neat about it. A lot of them had sunroofs and this one doesn't have it. And that car I bought in November of 2011, Oh, so actually, yeah, it was uh, right around this time in 2011, remember? So we went down. I'm shaking my picked ideas. it up, yeah. And, um, oh, see, so this 2016, so I've had it now for almost five years. But it took like two to three years. I bought it as a roller, and I put it back together with my dad. With a, uh, We rebuilt the engine, and uh, it's pretty much close to stock um, with minor stuff, little boost controller, turbo back exhaust. Um, but I use that kind of just as a three-season car to travel to uh, Lime Rock or drive to rallies, uh, sta- uh, like stage rallies. I don't actually drive it in the stage rallies, but I like to go spectate. And it's just a really nice car for long-distance driving. It's really comfortable. And it's kind of like a, a lot of people call it the Evo Zero, but I mean, I guess it's it's before the Evos. But
1: I disagree. I think the Evo Zero would be the... Box type Lancer from the 80s. I guess. Because that was a Lancer and this is a Galant.
0: I think they actually had a Gallant. They marketed it as the Evo Zero, but it was other countries.
1: Not to my knowledge. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Unimportant. Whatever. Uh, so it's a that's. Car. That's all that matters.
0: That's one of them. And then one that is very similar is a car I've had since I was 16 is my 1990 Eagle Talon all drive turbo. See the theme here with all the Mitsubishi stuff and Chrysler branded Mitsubishis.
1: The underlying theme is all of Andrew's Mitsubishis run and all of Brad's Mitsubishis do not run.
0: Now oh, we're working on that.
1: Half of them run.
0: Yeah. Um, that car I've had almost. So that makes it from 2001. So 15 years now.
1: It's a long time. It
0: is a long time. Cause considering I bought it when it was a 10 year old car yeah, and now it's a, uh, Antique? Yeah, 26-year-old yeah. car. Wow. Yeah, because that's the other thing, too. You can't buy... Can you buy a 10-year-old car for $1,500 now? Yes. Yeah?
1: But it wouldn't be a 10-year-old one car. It wouldn't
0: be a 10-year-old performance
1: car. No, you could buy a 10-year-old, I don't know, Volkswagen Jetta GL yeah. 2.0. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. With 300,000 miles on it. Yeah. But there aren't many out there.
0: No. I, I, in general, it seems like used cars have just gotten more expensive.
1: Uh, basically, and we talked about it the other day, any car that runs and drives and passes inspection in Massachusetts, which means less rust than most of the other ones, is at least a $2,500 car.
0: Yeah. I mean, Stephanie's Subaru is over, that was 2,000, so it's 16 years old.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, that's got almost 200,000 miles
1: on it. And it's, you could probably sell, like $2, probably, $2, yeah, probably
0: to, sell it for $2,500. probably still $2,500.
1: We bought a, it for less, Yeah, but it needed everything.
0: That's another thing. We buy a lot of $800 cars.
1: That's our limit. That's <laughs> been the joke for a long time. The, okay. the the Brad and Andrew friendly price of $800, whether it be his fiance okay. Stephanie's Subaru or my Starion. Uh, my Montero. Your Montero was 800 I haven't got to that Montero,
0: so yeah. I have a Montero. I have an 89 V6 long wheelbase that I paid $800 for. Um, that I bought from a gentleman who lived in a campground in New Hampshire.
1: By lived in a campground, we mean he lived in a campground. It was a camper, not a mobile home. It was a, a, a campground. This is a site we'd never seen before. He told us to come visit him at the campground to buy the car, and we just assumed he was on vacation. And apparently this is a campground where people took their I don't know, 22-foot camper trailers and built houses around them. Oh, yeah. Much to the chagrin of this town in New Hampshire, who does yes. not like it. It's, yeah, because they had... It turned out to be quite an interesting story. Yeah, I ended
0: up Googling it, and they were like, the town was upset with them because they were, had to bus kids to school because they are there
1: year-round. It's like, whoa. Now, this is not a campground you go no. vacationing at. This is a campground yeah. to go and vacationing at.
0: Truck was probably a $500 truck. Probably paid a little too much for it, but...
1: Many years later, we're all set. Yeah,
0: it doesn't matter. I ended up fixing it.
1: I don't have time to get into it. Yeah,
0: I didn't buy it to make money, which is a good thing. Yeah, it needed a lot of work. I'll have to post some pictures
1: of it. Um, We named it the garbage Montero for a reason. Yeah, because it was a garbage truck,
0: literally filled with trash. I mean, when we looked at it, it was filled with trash, and when I picked it up, they cleaned out some of the trash. But it still came with a lot of trash.
1: It did come with a lot of trash. Yeah. A lot of Mountain Dew bottles, and cigarette butts. There was at least
0: three Mountain Dew bottles. I mean cigarette butts just in the carpet. Just everywhere. I mean mud. That's the other thing. They went four wheeling and just got mud. Well later we learned they only went two wheeling. Uh, that's true. That's true. It didn't it I don't think it ever had working
1: four wheel drive. It definitely didn't because no. when we took it apart to find out why it wasn't working. All the guts from the hubs were completely missing. Yeah. Which stuck. was after we had done a few off road trips and wondered why Andrew <laughs> kept getting stuck and having to be pulled yeah, up. four drives don't and work these very well in terrible this little thing. situations. There's a rock there the size of your cell phone. Why are we stuck? Uh, because my truck doesn't have four wheel drive. Yeah,
0: uh, I'd, I'd learned some things about how auto lock hubs work. <laughs> Apparently mine did not work. At all. No. So I've got some manual ones, and, and uh, actually there's a. Uh, I'll have a video up pretty soon of swapping those uh, Autolock hubs to manual hubs and how to do that on a first-gen Montero.
1: And most vehicles in general, it's a pretty universal process. Yeah, it should be pretty close. Some, some minor little...
0: I mean, it definitely covers things. a lot of the Mitsubishi four-wheel drive products. like the. It or, I
1: think Japanese trucks in general are yeah. mostly a universal hub. It wasn't a Mitsubishi-built hub, I don't think.
0: Well, it had the 28 splines that fit Mitsubishi's.
1: The hub itself had, other than the axle count being the axle spline count being the same, I yeah. think that hub is like an ASIN or something. It's like a a universal Japanese product. Probably dots and trucks use it and possibly. I'm talking and I don't really know, but I think so. Okay. They look universal.
0: <laughs> Alright.
1: The process is the same regardless. Fair enough. Alright. Well we have plenty of episodes in the future. Yeah. To to the we'll rest of we'll, our project we'll get
0: into those cars. I mean
1: I think I have eleven. Yeah. Which is down from 14, so I'm patting myself on the back with that one. Um, Some are going away.
0: Now, Brad, you just went to Japanese Car Day at Lars Anderson. I did. I missed it because I was away, but how's that show?
1: It is bigger now than it's ever been. Yeah. The vintage Japanese scene has been growing steadily.
0: Which is surprising for
1: New England. And in this area especially, it's surprising. It, it's it's only, you know, it's in its infancy in in the whole... World other than Japan, the cars never got the respect that other, you know, countries' cars have gotten. People were collecting '60s and '70s and '80s Italian cars, you know, fifteen, twenty, thirty years ago. People weren't collecting Japanese cars. Just throwing them away. Absolutely.
0: Especially here, once well, they get rusty, just they, throw them away. They're trashed.
1: Sure. Um, started getting popular in the West Coast, where you know, most of them. Yeah, they survived. survived. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a big show out there, which actually just had its was its tenth year this year, last year.
0: Uh, I, They're I'm in the sorry. double digits yeah. for the
1: Japanese classic car yeah. show um, at, in uh, Long Beach. And it was a pretty impressive show for a New Englander. I went in 2012, actually. Uh, and it was a very impressive show seeing those Corollas and RX2s. To and the Japanese classic car Japanese show in Long classic Beach. Japanese classic show Long yeah. Beach, yes. Yeah. Um, so back to the show here in Boston. It's at the uh, Lars Anderson Transportation Museum, which is in Brookline, Mass., um it's been going on i think actually it's been going on for 10 years there as well
0: yeah they do a whole summer series of lawn events that kind of starts i think in april
1: yep it's all different themes different theme every weekend yeah it's pretty um, cool
0: it's a great great place the, for
1: uh events the japanese show was always the smallest one of the smaller events yeah uh, and they had a lot more modern cars that show up guys would come in new wrx's and new evos and you know new gtr's and whatnot um but the past couple of years, we've been seeing an uptick in in classic cars, and uh, even this year there was some imported stuff, which hasn't really been common there. You know, it was a Mazda Cosmo, a um, couple other weird right-hand drive. You know, Chris had his Mitsubishi Delica van. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being Mitsubishi fans, we enjoy that one. We'll have to get Chris and talk about that van sometime because mm-hmm. that van is fun. Um, but there were probably 200 cars there this year. It was it spilled over from the main lawn into the other. You know, oh, the, side, wow. the side lawn on the other side for the first time. Oh, um, yeah. That's... And I, I would say the percentage of new to old cars was probably 65%, 70% old cars now.
0: Yeah, because u- usually the bigger shows go down to the the front lawn, I guess. Yeah, like Italian car day, it. and yeah, British B- car day. BMW and car day. The, and... the cars that are,
1: you know, yeah. more common around here. Yeah. But this is the first time the Japanese car day has. And, and there was a lot of of weird stuff that hasn't been there before. It's um, the Honda S800s, more than one. <laughs> you know, Datsun Roadsters have always been there and 240Zs have always been there. But there was, you know, a Toyota Serra, you know, imp- imported right hand drive with the weird gullwing doors. Yeah. The little Paseo driveline. Quite quite a cool show. Was and think, the
0: AutoZam there again?
1: There was no AutoZam there this year. Um, one thing that we're seeing more of on the East Coast now is the big dollar builds like you see out in, in California, Southern California. You know, a silver top. Um, Toyota four-cylinder from a JDM Toyota model swapped into a Corolla with ITBs and real expensive Japanese brand body kits. And there are a few of those there, actually, which are you know real clean builds, you know, West Coast-style builds that we're starting to see over here now.
0: Was the Datsun there that was the car that was bought back by Nissan and Restored?
1: The yellow one, yeah, no, that guy—that guy,
0: that guy kind of local, I think, right? Yeah, not this year. He has
1: been at the concourse in Beverly and stuff before. But yeah. yeah, he wasn't—he was not there this year.
0: Was there a lot of Z cars? Because usually that club's pretty Z strong. Cars. Yeah, the
1: club wasn't. There was no club showing this year, huh? No official club showing, but the the Z car count was high. You know, um, Alex was there with his black restored one he did in his garage.
0: That's just, yeah, that's kind of interesting how. It, there's certain Japanese cars out here that survived. Z-cars survived, or they seem to. They're fairly common.
1: It's the sports car versus yeah. the car thing.
0: Yeah. Sports cars RX-7s are really first-gen ones. A real really,
1: low-mile ones, yeah. too. Yeah. Because of our weather. Yeah. People didn't drive them in the winter, so they got parked. Yeah. And saved.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. Those survived. So then we're kind of like, eh. We're like, whatever. when you see those. And then when you see, like, you know, if you actually manage to see, like, an RX-2 or something, right. like, whoa. Or an Which RX4. there was.
1: A green RX three at Japanese Car Day.
0: Was that the same one that was there it's last year? Always been a Massachusetts yeah, car, yeah, yeah. and
1: somehow survived. Yeah, gorgeous. I don't know how it worked, but it must have been parked in a garage and never driven, or the person wintered in Florida or something. But the car, that car still exists. Hmm. Very rare around here, especially in general, yeah. but especially around here. Yeah. I, don't
0: know. I like those old unique rotary cars.
1: Yeah, Mazda put rotaries in everything, from pickup trucks to.
0: Oh, yeah, Chris has a repo too. Doesn't he does.
1: He yep, rotary engine pickup. Reaping. Yeah.
0: Um, someday, someday I'll try a rotary car.
1: You should. They're fun. <laughs> I've had a few RX Evans.
0: Um, well, I well, I think. Yeah, it was the same weekend. I was in California. Uh, I was with my girlfriend. We were visiting some family out Fiance, there. Fiance, Andrew. Fiance. Oh yeah, that's I'm right. That. Thank you. Um, and we went to the Peterson Museum because I'd never been there. And we both wanted to go. Amazing place. It is really cool. It's so nice. Uh, I didn't see it before it was restored.
1: I went in 2012 uh, before the restoration started. And it was I I guess, a whole different area. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it was
0: kind of like, eh. Like the inside was just kind of like... Content like, like the content was great. The content was really good. The cars, but the building was kind of like bland. Like it was, it was The building, you used could to tell be it was an op- old department it store. It used to be a department store, exactly. But that's the kind of joke, the, the guy that gave us the vault tour was like, yeah, it used to be a department store with cars in it and now yeah. it's like an actual museum. Yeah, it was and obvious. The outside, I, I remember when I saw pictures of it, I was kinda like, uh, it's a little crazy with all the exposed like aluminum is stylized there a steel. Designer in it, or Yeah, I can't I don't know. But in pictures you're kinda like, eh, but once you see it in person, you're like, Oh, that looks really nice actually. For yeah, some reason, we're right in it downtown
1: is, LA. It's like a centerpiece of downtown yeah, LA. Yeah, it, it works
0: it works better right in person. right next to
1: LACMA or in the tar pits and it's yeah pretty cool area actually
0: yeah it's so weird when you walk out there and you're like it smells like fresh tar and you're like oh the tar pits are a block away
1: yeah the dead dinosaur is right there
0: yeah it's just a bubbling puddle of goop you're like this is so weird
1: <laughs> it looks and like a em- hand gestures if you
0: can't it looks like an environmental disaster but apparently it's okay oh, it is an
1: environmental disaster <laughs> killed off the saber-toothed tiger man
0: Well, it was dumb enough to get stuck in there. So,
1: Uh, so going back to the museum, what was your favorite car? Oh yeah, anyway, the museum. Um,
0: Ooh, that's tough. There's a lot of good cars. Uh, I was
1: favorite foreign sports car. Favorite foreign sports car. Break it down. Too many cars to pick a favorite. Uh,
0: well, it was probably the 2000 GT that was in the lobby. Okay. Yep. Because that's just one of my favorite cars of all time. Um,
1: We're sitting here down in Andrew's um, basement. Excuse me. This is not the basement. This is the auto off topic bunker. The auto off topic bunker here. Um, and we're sitting amongst stacks and stacks of unbuilt plastic model cars. And I can see two 2000 GTs from where I sit. So he does like the 2000 Maybe, GTs. maybe those are my
0: retirement fund. Maybe they'll be worth something someday.
1: No. <laughs> if only they were really worth 124th of a room. Yeah, yeah. But
0: they're not. Um, but oh, one thing that was really cool to see, and because, I mean, I think everybody of our age range really likes. Back to the Future, is the A car. The that, that fully is restored car. The fully restored car. That is really impressive to see, actually.
1: Unfortunately, last time I was there, I went when I got married in April. We were in L.A. on our honeymoon, and it was two weeks before they revealed that car. So there was an open spot for it, but no car yet.
0: Well, I missed the whole bottom section because they were moving in that new Bugatti display.
1: But, which I think was a French car display when I was there it was all yeah. high-end.
0: this is all art of Bugatti and That's then like two cool. days later everybody I saw pictures from it everybody was posting
1: it's all about the timing yeah
0: but I mean I was able to catch a vault tour I don't think you got to do a vault tour I didn't yeah the vault tour is pretty neat um you know not only you take pictures or anything but there's some heads of state cars down there and actually think,
1: define a heads of state car
0: heads of state cars so limousines for there's one.
1: Presidential cars. Yeah,
0: presidential cars. There's a couple, I believe there's Nixon's limo, there's um, Roosevelt's limo towards the end of World War II, and then it became um, Eisenhower's car, I believe. And there's the only mobile that was never actually used. It was built for the Pope's visit to Mexico. It's a Cadillac, like a, um, whatever, like a... Mid-90s. It's like a DeVille? Yeah. D- is it DeVille? I don't know which Cadillac it was. They
1: like... Well, DeVille was like the DTC with the 32-valve north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was DBL. that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's it was a like coupe or
0: something. So like it was a front-wheel drive one, but they lengthened it and then made the middle doors and cut the roof off and made the middle doors flip down like... Little ramps so the pope could walk up like a
1: little Corvette ramp side truck.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then they put
1: former GM parts guy. Those front wheel drive Cadillac limos were terrible. Yeah,
0: and then they put uh, like a white office chair in the middle and then there's no glass or anything, so...
1: Fully exposed.
0: Fully exposed. So, apparently, according to them, the the tour guide, the Pope blessed it, but never used it because the Swiss guard was like, no, you can't use that. Your blessing
1: is not as good as bulletproof glass. Yeah, it doesn't have (laughs) any bulletproof
0: glass, so... And then there's also, they had Saddam Hussein's, uh, what were those big Mercedes limousines? The that, Pullman's? The, the 660 Pullman's from the 70s? No, the ones that were all hydraulic. Yeah, the Pullman. Is that what it was called? Yeah. I'm
1: not sure. I don't know. The my ones old that have the windows that move so fast you can chop your fingers off?
0: I guess, but everything inside the car is powered yeah. by hydraulics. Yeah,
1: hydraulic yeah. power windows. They so say, if your finger caught in there, yeah. it's, it's gone because yeah. those windows go up fast. And they're you know, usually a bulletproof glass, so they're all yeah. thick.
0: So that was pretty neat.
1: That is cool. I've never actually seen one of those. Yeah.
0: They're like, yeah, we bought it before the fall of the country or something. It was for sale in Jordan or something. And
1: when he was less of a dictator? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> for Saddam's World Tour. But I guess
0: they're not going to restore it because like, a window switch for it is like $10,000 something. Oh, or very to expensive very It
1: has to, has to have fluid run through it. They've it's... only made so many of them and there's no parts cars. Yeah. It looks like a standard limousine Mercedes, but it's not.
0: They said all the parts are available, but you just have to buy them. Oh, Mercedes will build anything for you. That's
1: one of the cool things about Mercedes, actually. The uh, Mercedes Classic, whatever the name of their division is. If you need the part and you're willing to pay for it, they will build it.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Then there was uh, a Tucker.
1: Very cool. Uh, 47 Tucker.
0: Yep. And they think it was, I mean, according to what they. No, from the family, they think that was Preston's car.
1: His personal car? His personal Very car. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I did not realize that they were rear engine. Yeah. I thought with that gigantic Bell helicopter front engine. Yeah, that they were, I thought they were front engine. Yeah, the gigantic
1: front was for crash protection. Yeah. And it had a frame that was shaped like a triangle in the front. Yeah. So that when it hit oncoming cars, deflect? Well, it would not only it would either deflect or it would completely shithouse and pierce <laughs> through whatever it hit. Um, I have a cool family history at Tucker's, actually.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to do something with that. But yeah, And then right. it, was, it was interesting, the little... I had forgot about... I remember hearing about it, but I forgot the tour guy pointed out the, the crash box that you're supposed to dive into if you're Under a Under the dashboard. Yeah. yeah. Said, Unbuckle your seatbelt. Well, no, there was no seatbelt. No, there were seatbelts. There oh, were the seatbelts. Yeah, it was one remember. of the first cars with seatbelts.
1: Okay, they had the Cyclops Eye in the front yeah. that turned with the steering yeah. wheel, and they had a the padded dashboard, which yeah. was huge for the time. And, and
0: I guess the... It makes sense the way he said it. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. But to put seatbelts in your car was to say your car wasn't safe. Oh, okay. As a manufacturer, so a lot of them didn't want to do it.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I was like,
0: oh, I guess that may- that story kind of makes sense
1: before the theories of yeah. staying in the crash vehicle versus yeah. being ejected came yeah. through. Yeah. Before the understand. NTSB got into things yeah. and ruined everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At least uh, stay near the scene of the accident.
1: <clears throat> well, it makes sense. I mean. You wouldn't want to be wearing a seatbelt and a motorcycle. So no. Maybe that was a the theory at the time. There was a couple... From the crumbling wreckage. Because there weren't cra- there weren't crash zones then, or crumple zones. No. So you just got crumpled in with the metal. So if you yeah. were thrown from the wreck, then you were less likely to be pierced by bent metal.
0: I guess. You had to go through windshield class. So.
1: <laughs> well, actually, that was another thing Tucker had. A pop-out windshield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the pop-out windshield when have got hit in the front collision, so you didn't get... Your jugular slashed by the windshield.
0: Interesting. He's kind of like—I uh, guess we'd have to look into—is there any is, like similarities to him and like Tesla, sort of? But Tesla has been successful, like kind of.
1: Any independent automaker is going to have similarities. It. Yeah, but he was oh, Tesla's fighting against, you know, the big three. Yeah. And he fought against the big three in a very publicized court battle hmm. in that great movie, Preston Tucker, the man and his dream. I haven't seen it. Great movie. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, that was... Um, I'm not going to be able to say it. I'm terrible with actors' names. That's Andrews Forte. But it's a good movie.
0: I don't know who it is. But anyways, the other cars there were... Um, There's a bunch of Barris cars. That were Which were like hit George miss. Barris cars. Yeah, I don't love a lot of them. The shoe rods? No. There's a lot of fur and a lot of just general weirdness.
1: Well, you got to remember at the time they were built to one purpose to show off. And they had to outdo each other. A Barris car had to outdo a Dean Jeffries car, and a Dean Jeffries car had to outdo, you know, another customizer's car. So he did a lot of traditional customs as well, which if you look, the Hirohita Merc. Would have been upstairs in the Peterson Museum, That's the I think. turquoise one, the right? turquoise and white. That one. car is beautiful, super beautiful, super clean. That's a true Barris. Style. They've
0: got that part next to Cadzilla.
1: Yep, which is from ZZ Top. Yeah, which is a which, Boyd Coddington car.
0: Yeah, but it's like you can see the lineage between those two cars. Yeah, the '50s
1: custom and the '90s yeah. billet custom. But those those are the true early Barris cars, the true custom cars. That's when he was like an iconic, changed the landscape of customizers. And then the 60s happened. Yeah. And people wanted fur and sea cab so model days and weird stuff. Did you ever see the
0: surf one? The, it's like a surf, like the seats are surfboards. The Tiki Hut? Maybe.
1: I don't know. Pretty much any Barris car was turned into an AMT model at some point. It was way. in. It for their back catalog.
0: Yeah. It was in uh, like an Elvis movie or something. And I guess it was in an episode of Batman and Robin. So bizarre.
1: The Tiki car? I mean, the uh, surf car was? Yeah. No idea.
0: Let's see. What else do they have in there? Actually, oh. he did the
1: Batman car, too, which is Oh, the original Batman. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Which that's is true. very
1: cool. I mean, he had a, a little help from Ford because it was based on a Ford concept car. Yeah. But it was a. That's an iconic car that Barris did before yeah. he went off the rails yeah. and made the Mysterion.
0: <laughs> they had some other neat stuff. They had that, that gold plated DeLorean. Yep. Is uh, that in the, the vault? Or? That was in the vault, yeah. That wasn't on display at the time. That's so. Cool. That was like an AMX uh, special, like, prize you could win or something by being a black card carrier or something.
1: AMX? Oh, AMX. Amex. Okay. Yeah. AMX. Like yeah, American yeah, Amex, American, uh, so. uh, American Express, car I should say.
0: Yeah. Um, what else? There's a Chip Foose car in there. It was the, what was the GTO he did?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Chip Foose car names. Yeah. I know they have the, the Boyd cars. They have the Luma Coupe.
0: Oh, yeah, that's Which, a- as a Mitsubishi
1: <laughs> apologist, is awesome because it's a mid-engined 4G 6.3 turbo. Yep. Which is the Eclipse turbo yep. and Gallant turbo motor. And if you look at the dashboard, it's just completely lifted from a uh, first-gen Eagles Allen Mitsubishi Eclipse the, the instrument cluster.
0: Because it was a brand new car at the time. Like, it must have. Like, car must be like 90. Yeah, so they, like, literally pulled that the donor car like out of the junkyard or something
1: no it was a brand new donor car oh was it yeah it was a brand new car (laughs) because it was the build was sponsored by chrysler corp so it was a brand new mitsubishi car Hmm. um i didn't know that until like a year ago i was like mind blown i I think i took pictures of it for you so you could see it when i was because i
0: i definitely had that in like a trapper keeper folder Mm
1: -hmm. yep well i had the tester's model kit of it but it didn't show no it. No. (sighs) Of not. But again, I probably would have built it in 1990, and I wouldn't have even known what a 4G63 was, because <laughs> I was still all American muscle, as yep. those kids in America were mm-hmm. We didn't know much imports until
0: the um, days. Well, we want to play... Uh, we have a game I'd like to try. Sure. I'm going to call it Craig, Don't Tell Me. And I'm going to read Brad a Craigslist ad description... And he's going to try to guess the car from the description. And it could be terrible. It could not be. Te- it might be good. We don't know. We're going to try it.
1: Hey, don't forget. show number one. Let me pull it up here. Dead air. Dead air.
0: Uh, I have to pull it. There it is. All right. So I've got it loaded up. So this is called Craig Don't Tell Me. And so the first car.
1: Any like Morning Zoo sound effects for this?
0: Maybe. (laughs) Doing my best NPR. So.
1: Mm, Craig, don't tell me.
0: All right. Are you ready? I'm ready, Craig. Okay. So this blank has been in my family since new. It's a Porsche 911. Everything works, it's clean, except the frame is rusted beyond repair. This is a New England car. Of course. This is a parts car only. The Michelin Symmetry tires have 13,000 miles on them. Car is fully original and runs like a top. Logbook tells me what has been done. Turbo four hundred trans, so there's a clue. Was flushed and shifts perfect. Bill sale will be filled out with parts or a pair only, as is where is.
1: Is this a four wheel drive vehicle? No. It's a turbo four hundred transmission, so it's probably an F body. No. No. It's definitely a GM car. It's
0: a GM car. So you're that's like your one clue. See this could be pretty hard.
1: Well, my initial thought was it was going to be like a Cyclone or something.
0: It's got a frame, though.
1: That's why I went a Cyclone in my so,
0: head.
1: And then I went F-Body, which was obviously wrong. So it no. could be a Monte Carlo. Uh,
0: you're getting closer.
1: Or a Grand National or any of those. It's a little bigger. G-body, or B B-Body, so it's a Caprice. It's a Caprice. All right. So fifth, fifth guess. Not bad. Not yeah.
0: bad. It's a 1988 Caprice Classic. It's actually for sale in Beverly. I think it's like $1,000.
1: Excellent. Is it Yellow.
0: No, it's blue, like baby blue, oh, the, okay. the lower blue interior. I like it. Which the if you look at the pictures, the outside of the car looks totally clean and then apparently the frame is gone. I can't
1: imagine the frame being beyond repair. Uh, Those cars rusted over the rear axle yeah. badly. But there's companies out there that make repair kits. For so you just
0: hit a bump and it break in half.
1: Remember my cutlass? Yeah. Remember the nasty death rattle in the back? Yeah. Well, sixteen year old you and sixteen year old me didn't really care about the death rattle in the back. <laughs> but once I got older and realized what it was, it was the same area of the car on the g bodies rests, and it was the top shock mount wasn't actually connected nah. to anything. It was just floating around inside the frame because it rotted away. Explains why the car nearly rolled itself over going around.
0: I remember that. Race. It had an insane body roll. Yes. It's like, it had no suspension.
1: Like at a top. corner on the rocker panels. Yes. <laughs> I, I said door handles usually, but <laughs> rocker panels were <laughs> It also didn't help that we were 16 driving a giant boat of car, feeling like we were driving a sports car. <laughs> it probably wouldn't have body-rolled if we didn't drive it so hard.
0: Hey, it was a car, was and hard. we were young. And it looked and pretty. <laughs> yeah, and we got to go places. Yep. Well, all Which right. Which as
1: car nerds was model kit stores. And a lot of hobby shops. RC car stores. Yeah.
0: We'll have to have a hobby shop episode or a model car episode.
1: Or a model car segment every episode. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, we have enough model cars to last we forever. We certainly do.
0: All right, let's try the next one. Okay. So uh, this is a totally different car. Many mods to list: high-flow cat and MagnaFlow exhaust, oh, Jesus. and big brake system slotted rotors, Takiko struts. By the way, I'm reading these as they're written. Dropped one and a half inch. New clutch, new axles. I spent way more than I'm asking. Having a baby, have to let it go. Will pass inspection. Just remote key, leather, heated seats. Etc. Prices firm. No cheap people.
1: Wow, that's a really tough one.
0: <laughs> kind of vague.
1: My, my initial thought with the initial description was Corvette.
0: No, it's... May, uh, many, many mods to list. I'll, I'll give I've you a clue. At. So it's, it's not American.
1: Okay. It's a tuner car style, like a WRX.
0: Yeah, it's Japanese. Yeah. And it's a sedan.
1: Is it something that would normally be modified in this manner? I don't. I wouldn't have modified this car. So it's a Maxima. Yes. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 2001 Maxima. <laughs> uh, heated seats was my only giveaway with a sedan. That I mean, it's that at matter.
0: least a, at least a manual, which I think those were in that generation were a six-speed. So.
1: Well, what year is it? It's
0: 2001.
1: Okay, not a bad car. No, it's a not bad a car to it. take like money into, but yeah. not a bad car. Yeah. Like the last 2001 Maximum I was involved with was sold to a friend of mine for about 1200 bucks.
0: I feel like around here, the the, the rockers go on those. So they get really Bottoms rusty. of the fenders. Yeah.
1: Um, behind the bumper cover and behind the wheel, both both corners of the fenders. Rockers and where the rear bumper meets the quarter panel, mm. which is common for every car, but those cars yeah. were made out of, I don't know what, but they rusted really fast. Like right. Infinity yeah. I30s as well. Same yeah, car. Same car.
0: Yeah. So I have, uh, I've just got one
1: left. Ooh, three. I get, yeah, I'm, so, I'm two for twos, So, yeah, so it's, uh, I, I had help with the Caprice, but...
0: This one, uh, it's got some pretty good clues in it. So 2.4 liter, five-cylinder engine, five-speed manual transmission. It's a Volvo. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of Volvo? Well, it's got to be an 850. No, it's
1: a v or an S. It's an S what? 70. Nope. 60. Nope. Wow. <laughs> it's one more S. Well, the forty didn't have a five it's cylinder. S forty, two thousand eight S forty. Oh, it's the second generation. So it's
0: a four-door sedan. Yeah, All right.
1: I mailed that one in, sorry. Yeah, you did. Counted them down until they were gone. This game could be good, but I think we need to find some more uh specific cars. I, I didn't
0: really I didn't know how hard I was gonna make it, but yeah. apparently you're pretty decent at, it, so maybe I'll have to get more vague cars. Or less
1: vague or, cars. Or maybe I yeah, I don't know. I mean
0: I try to find ones that have a little bit of a clue, like the engine was a clue, the transmission was a clue. Maxima one was kind of, had like nothing.
1: Yeah, cause I couldn't think of another car that would have heated seats and a manual transmission. Yeah. And Takiko's was, like I remember the stillen ads. Yeah. With the Nissan parts. Yeah. The Takiko Blues. Back in Sport Compact car in the 90s.
0: Oh, That was a good magazine. It was a
1: great magazine. It was a great magazine. Yeah. But then it fell down and then it went away. Mm-hmm. Much like most print magazines, unfortunately.
0: Um, so, I don't know, will come up in 40 minutes. Yeah, wrap uh, forever, yeah so. I think that's pretty good for the first show.
1: Absolutely. I think we did okay. So, anyway.
0: we'll do some uh, social media plugs. Well, actually, first, though... You know what so, we can do? So, this show is brought to you by your...
1: Vintage Imports of New England. Yep. Yeah. Vintage Imports, dot com. That is my company. We specialize in... Vintage imported cars, uh, vintage cars in general, but with a concentration on the imported stuff. Um, you go on the website, you'll see cars we have in stock already. We help locate cars. We can help ship cars. Um, we can appraise cars, stated value appraisals in the state of Massachusetts. Um, lots, pretty much a full service car dealer, I guess you would say. Um, not really a full service shop as of yet, hopefully in the future. But uh, it's a fairly new business venture for me, and hoping it works out, and I can continue to do it, and, and make some money doing it, and have fun doing it, and continue to support my car habit with other cars. Yeah. So it's VintageImportsNE.com. Uh, Facebook is Vintage Imports of New England. Same for Instagram. Same for Instagram. Yeah. Or my personal Instagram is tsi ss 350 as in... Tsi I used to have an eagle talent like Andrews or Conquest. I've had many of, and I have a Camaro SS 350. Andrew, what do you do?
0: I have. Um, so you can reach me on my Instagram, which is raced in anger. Uh, you can get us on the uh, Instagram for Auto Off Topic, which is Auto Off Topic. Uh, Very inventive. Yep. The Facebook page might not be live yet, but hopefully it is by the time you hear this. So I'll. Uh, we're going to flip the switch on that and turn it on, uh, also on YouTube as Auto Off Topic. And I uh, will be promoting the – currently there's only one video on there, changing those uh, auto hubs to manual hubs. But hopefully we can do some more tech videos.
1: Tech videos and beauty Yeah, tech beauty videos. videos and, and we're going to try vine to do some cars.
0: beauty videos of uh, Vine cars. and.
1: Which Vine is the vintage imports acronym.
0: Yep. Yeah, we like to call Vintage Inputs the in New England. We like to call it Vine, which is cool that Vine went out of
1: business. now. I know, <laughs> very awesome. Yeah, try scoop up their website.
0: Yeah, oh, Vine dot com is not taken. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't have the fifty grand. That would take probably more to buy a four, a four I, I was,
0: I was uh, like. Uh, when we came up with the name, I was like, "Oh, the name's pretty good," but man, it's it's just annoying that that the other thing Vine exists. Yeah, now it does. And we just willed it away. Apparently, yes. so it's gone.
1: We are better than Yahoo. Who owned Vine? I think it was Yahoo.
0: No, Twitter. 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 Twitter shuttered Twitter. it. So
1: we are more powerful than Twitter today. Yeah, just today, not ever before, not ever again. No. Just today.
0: So uh, that wraps up the first show, and uh, we'll see you nice guys. For listening. Thanks for listening.
1: Uh, if you have any interest in being a guest, let us know on the Facebook page. We can always use some guests to help the topic going along.
0: Oh yeah, questions, comments. You can email me at uh, autooptopic at gmail dot com. Uh, or listener questions, I guess we'll take, but uh, we don't have any listeners right now. So right, eventually we'll take listener per questions. Yeah,
1: coming up forward, ask the questions. Yeah, why do you hate us? Why do you like us?
0: All right, thank you.
1: Thank you.